Welcome to the IMO podcast, honest and open conversation between care leaders. Hey, it's Benita with the IMO podcast. To introduce myself, I am a care leader and I will be your podcast host. Today I'm talking with Isatu. Isa too is an ambassador and youth lead for Amor Destine and has recently published a book called The Power of Perseverance and Resilience, Navigating Foster Care, Abandonment and Abuse. Today we're going to talk about the power of a positive mindset and understanding your identity. Hi Isa too, it's really nice to have you here. Um, how are you doing? I am doing well, thank you. How are you? And thank you for having me. Oh okay, thanks. I'm good, thanks. And it's... I'm delighted to have you here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what made you become an ambassador for a Modestine and what areas do you work for work on? Uh so a Modestine, of course, is the advocacy service um for women and girls, especially black and mixed women. Yeah. Uh, they obviously help with domestic violence and also help care leavers. So I believe in 2020 I had an issue um, where I was asked to basically uh, move out of the place I was staying at and Mm -hmm. I didn't know what to do and so my friends um, introduced me to the founder of Amour Destine who was able to advocate on behalf of me and help me through that process of finding a place to stay and Mm -hmm. so that's kind of how I got connected with the service um, as I received that support, I continued kind of joining the sessions that they were having. So sometimes they would have sessions on Zoom, you know, talking about mental health, ways to cope, especially during the pandemic. Um, I joined those sessions because I found them really helpful during my last year at uni. Um, yeah. And then as time went on, I kind of started getting a bit more involved, started helping a lot more um, with some of the um, events that they had. So I started hosting um, as well as just helping with any admin stuff at times yeah. and I guess as um, time went on I became an ambassador and I work as the youth engagement lead there. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried my best to work on a lot of the events that they have for the women, the get-togethers and stuff like that so um, that's how I got involved and that's the work that I do. Well I gotta say I love that for you, it's like a great achievement so I gotta like applaud you for that so <laughs> Um, you have written a book called The Power of Perseverance and Resilience Navigating Foster Care, Abandonment and Abuse. Yeah. Can you share with us what it is about? Oh, that's a very good question. Yeah. Deep in it. The Power of Perseverance and Resilience Navigating yeah. Foster Care, Abuse and Abandonment. So it's just a book that I would say summarizes some of the things that I've experienced as a care leaver. Mm-hmm. Um, as in the title, navigating foster care. I've grown up in foster care. I believe I went into care when I was about 13 or so. I'm now 24, so mm-hmm. it's been a very long time. Yeah. Um, and the book basically talks about my experience of, you know, going through the education system from primary school, secondary school, to then going on to university. Um, And it also speaks about um, abandonment. Um, A little bit about my story is that um, I was actually estranged from my mother. Well, I am estranged from my mother. So the last time I saw my mom was when I was like age five. I don't Uh. know what she is. 
can't remember nothing about her. Mm. I guess all I know is like her first name. Um, and I've also never met my biological father. And mm. so when I came to the UK, I came here because one of my family members brought me here, but it was quite a tough transition as a minor. I came when mm. I was 10. Um, so yeah, going through all of that and then having to then go through the school system made everything even more harder for me. Yeah. Uh, and in terms of abuse, I experienced uh, sexual abuse when I was young, probably like age eight or seven. And so these are all traumas that I've gone through in the past that I never really spoke about. So I guess um, uh, I think 2021, after yeah. I graduated from university, I kind of had this awakening where I just felt like everything was crumbling. Um, mm. After I graduated from uni, time to, it was meant to be a time of celebration, but it became such a sad time for me because I was really hit with the reality that, wow, this is my life. I do not have support from mm. my family, do not know where my mother is, never mm. met my dad. I really felt quite alone. Mm. Um, it was quite a tough time and that was the moment I realised that even though I had other people around me, for example my friends and people from my community, I realised mm. that no one could really, really offer the help that I needed because yeah. it was something that was internal, it was like an yeah. internal battle that I was going through and I was facing and it's like no matter how much I had people around me, I had to almost developed something within myself that was yeah. going to encourage me you know to overcome these negative thoughts that I was having at the time and so one of the ways I thought of overcoming it was I told myself that well if I'm going through all of this pain and I'm going through all of these things these emotions that I can't really explain to people apart from just experience it I realized mm-hmm. that I wanted to not I wanted to always be a voice for others. I didn't want others to feel the way that I felt. Um, yeah. As I stated earlier, I think that even though I've grown up without my parents, I've gone through all these things. Um, the the vulnerability that I felt um, during that time after graduating from university, being homeless, was not something that I ever thought I would ever experience. And so I decided I was going to do a GoFundMe for mm-hmm. orphans and caregivers in Ghana. And so, um, you know, in hopes of, you know, raising funds for orphans and care leaders in Ghana, I thought to myself, why don't I just write a book that would, you know, be like a means of raising that fund, you know? So I'd write the book and people would buy the book and whatever money that I make from the purchases that people do, I would then put that into the GoFundMe. So I guess that was what really motivated me to actually start writing the book. So I wrote the book, uh, I believe I started in probably like, October 2021 and I had my book launch in March um, it was quite a tough period but I believe yeah. that me writing the book was also my saving grace it also mm-hmm. acted as a form of encouragement for myself to tell me that this is not the end that there are other people out there of course who I could be of help to you know or who exactly. I like to so yeah that's yeah. kind of what the book is about I just I just gotta say I'm, I'm sorry to you all of this like how have you overcome it now? Like, are you okay now? Like, can you yeah, say that? Okay. That's that's great. That's great. Like, <laughs> no, because it's not easy being a care leaver, the challenges and everything like that. So, um, it's really nice to see you're doing something positive with what you what you've got. Like, and just like empowering others. Like, I'm just yeah, I'm so impressed. But um, yeah, um, you speak of the importance of a positive mindset. So why do you think this is an important skill and how has it helped you in life? 
Wow. Uh, positive mindset is keen and it is key. Positive mindset. I think for me personally, I think resilience and perseverance are one of those two character traits that um, everyone um, needs, that people need, you know. Um, I always say that um, resilience is almost, you know, the ability to, to keep going or to overcome adversity. And perseverance for me is the ability to endure, you know. And so I think from my experiences, what I've learned is that you can't really be resilient without being someone that perseveres, you know. Yeah. It's almost like perseverance is that thing that you need that will tell you, don't give up, keep going. There's light at the end of the tunnel. And then what and... resilience does is that resilience is that thing that then encourages you to say, okay, as you're on this journey of trying to get to the light that is at the end of the tunnel, you're going to face a lot of adversity that you need to overcome. And that's where resilience comes in. And so it's important that I believe that as individuals and especially as perhaps young people that have gone through a lot of trauma, I'm going through a lot of things mm. that we develop a positive mindset because when it comes down to it all that is one of the things that's, that's key going. yeah of course it's key having a positive mindset is yeah. what's going to keep you going like yeah. obviously yeah like, like what you believe um the thoughts that you think about yourself all these things matter and I think it's so important that we highlight and get rid of the negative thoughts and think yeah. because yeah. we're told sometimes people don't really know what's going on in people's minds and mm-hmm. I think that's why it's important as, as individuals that we make that effort to be yeah. positive and to have a positive outlook um in the situation especially caregivers like what's going through their mind because they've had to deal with so much so all the challenges and stuff so they're gonna obviously have like a negative mindset so that's yeah. why what you're saying is so important you know having that positive mindset like you know helping others have that as well it's just it's it's so important like it's just to guide them you know and yeah. tell them that it's okay you've been through this but it won't define you as a person you know exactly. and I was someone that um I would say I had a fixed mindset and I had this negative mindset me where, too you know me I too. like listen I've gone through all of this my parents are not here what's the point of even trying to get up every day and it's exactly I felt literally numb (laughs) like I couldn't do anything or yeah yeah, so it was so bad at one point so I understand where you're coming from completely yeah and I think for me was the moment where I realized that okay there's certain things that I've gone through as a caregiver that I honestly did not have control over yeah I didn't have control over the fact that I was sexually abused at the age of eight you know Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. I wish I did, but I didn't. Um, I don't have control over the fact that I don't know my biological father. I've never met him. Mm. Or that I have my parents present, right? But it took me a very long time to accept yeah. things because I think I spent a lot of my teenage years covering these things, trying to pretend that everything was okay. But actually, I think by the time I got to college, when I was doing my A-levels, I realised that I can't pretend any longer. This is eating me inside, you know? Yeah. And so, as a result, I really had to be vulnerable and I had to really recognise that I'm in need of help. Um, and so I made the effort to receive that help. So wherever, um, so, you know, counselling services, social services, me, I made sure to go to my sessions. I made sure to just receive as much help as possible because I realised that it's not my fault, number it's one. Okay. It's not your fault. I don't have to let these things stop me or hinder me to be the from being the person that you know I'm supposed to be. And yeah. so I think it's important that as care leavers that we also accept the help given to us. 
you know that we need it but also allowing yourself to to know that it's okay to not be okay number one but number two that just because you're going through something negative or that you've gone through something negative in the past that does not mean that it's the end as long as you're able to you know accept the things the help and the support that uh social services or all these other services offer you i believe that we can make the best of and we can make the best out of what we have you know definitely i do have to ask when did you get help what age um i would say it was probably i mean i was I was always going counseling but i think yeah. when i was uh 17 or so i went through something traumatic at the mm. time and, and and once again it was just like yeah i need help and so i think i started accepting a bit more help slowly so sometimes support from my college you know all these little things i started accepting and being more receptive to the help or I had a negative mindset towards support. I always used to be like, leave me alone. Yeah, yeah. Like, I just always used to think if I ask for someone, it would make, ask for help from someone, it would make me weak or something. Or people would judge me. I didn't want to be a burden. And like, I just thought like keeping it to myself would just like be the best thing. But you know what? It's not. Like, it's okay to cry. It's okay to like be down. Like, even people have the worst days. Even the people you see on TV that are always smiling about they're gonna have bad days as well it doesn't mean that you're going to be judged by talking to someone you just gotta like find um time to open up to someone and you can see that that'll be the best thing yeah and I guess it's also about trust but I think most importantly it's just a work that everybody has to do individually you know as much as I could say to someone hey receive help unless you recognize that you actually need it I think you never that's important yeah, and so I started accepting that help um, during my A-levels, and I think I continued in that attitude of it's okay to be in need of therapy, it's okay to be in need of financial support, it's okay sometimes to perhaps not have the things that your friends have, but also recognising that there are other ways to, to you know, have these things. Yeah. And I- Another important thing I'll just say in regards to just even positive mindset and stuff, I think contentment is also a very great thing that is important in this life journey. Um, Being content with who you are, being content with your experiences, not being ashamed of anything or anything or everything you've gone through. Um, You know, I think that is very important because I think the moment that as care leavers, we begin to actually truly accept and love who we are and really mm-hmm. accept ourselves as individuals, the good, yeah. the bad, the ugly. I think that's when we're able to recognise that actually needing help and needing support doesn't make you weak. Mm-hmm. It might make you vulnerable, but it doesn't mean that you're a weak person. It just means that there are people that are there to hold you when you might be at a low place. And that's very important. For sure. Yeah. So what advice specifically would you give to someone who's trying to develop a positive mindset i've got loads to say um i have a few points uh as i said earlier i think number one recognize the areas in your life that um perhaps you have a a a fixed mindset you know we know when when it comes to mindsets we'll talk about the growth mindset and the fixed mindset growth mindset says i can do it fixed mindset says i can't do it right and so I think firstly it's very important to recognize the areas in your life that you know that you're negative in you know and so for me I'm very I like education so I'm always speaking about education 
may have been the area of education maybe you're telling yourself that you're not good at a particular subject or that you know you're stupid or you're this you're that it's very important to recognize those negative things and actually now begin to almost do the opposite of those things you know write affirmation so instead of telling yourself that you know you're dumb or you can't do this tell mm-hmm. yourself that, okay i may not be able to do it now but i'm going to practice i'm going to revise i'm going yeah. to I'm going to go to the revision revision sessions. I'm going to ask for help. You know, try and do all these things. You know, that are the complete opposite of um, of the negative um, thoughts that you may have. And I think also another thing is also having goals. You know, I believe that having goals and just having certain things to look forward to can help you develop that positive mindset you know set yourself goals don't don't limit yourself don't think that you can't do it you know whether whether it looks um, realistic whether it looks unrealistic whatever it is just make sure that you're you're having a you're having a certain expectation of yourself make sure that you're telling yourself okay what do I want to achieve this week what do I want to achieve next month what do I want to achieve in a year and yeah. I think the more you continue to do that the more you realize that you're building a habit of positive um, mindset, you know, and I think that's important. And I think lastly, um, you need to surround yourself with the right community. No matter how you want to be a positive person, if you are surrounded by negativity, people that are going to continue to perhaps bring you down or situations that are going to continue to put you in situations they shouldn't be in, then you need to find a new community. Um, uh, we need to recognise that as care leaders, that community is key, especially because a lot of us are coming from dysfunctional backgrounds. And so having that community mm-hmm. that strengthens you would also help to reaffirm the positive attitude that you're trying yeah. to develop as an individual. So have the right community, have the right friends, have the right mentors, have the right role models around you, because I believe that these people... Um, at the end of the day, will come together to help form you, you know, into that person that uh, that you want to be. Yeah, for yeah. sure. If you could share one message with the IMO community of care experienced young people, what would it be? I think that my one message would be that there's always hope. You know, um, in my book, I spoke about the fact that hope is a um, constant state of expectation you know I wrote that um, people don't go around saying to others oh, I'm being hopeful people live a hopeful life which means that you are constantly you know at a state or your heart is constantly in a state where you're expecting good things and I mm-hmm. think it's so important especially because of the challenges that a lot of care leavers face the struggles that a lot of young people are facing it's so important that when you go go through these negative things that you recognize and you encourage yourself to be hopeful you tell yourself that this is not the end that I have an expectation that all hope is not lost and I think the moment you continue to live a hopeful life that is you basically giving yourself the opportunity to see the next day and so it's important that you're hopeful it's important that despite what you go through uh, what people say what it may look like what statistics might say about you what your experiences might say in fact what you might say about yourself it's important that you have hope that life is not always going to be like this when people say that things are going to get better 
things are going to get better. But unfortunately, you will not know things are going to get better if you give up. So you need to be hopeful so that you get to that place where you actually begin to see that, wow, things have gotten better, you know? And as I shared with you earlier, when I finished university in 2021, I was homeless, you know? I, yeah. I had been homeless, you know? But wow. I homeless. Mm. Anything about the homeless, whatever, but I realized that I had to keep going and I had to tell myself that I'm hopeful that this is not going to be the same, that I'm not going to be at this same place next year. And truly, I'm in a much better place, but I had to develop that hopefulness, you know, that encouraged me to keep going. And I think that is a trait that everyone needs. Yeah, yeah. 100%, 100%. Like yeah. being hopeful is just so important. Because yeah, it'll get you through tough times. That hope in your mind that everything's gonna be okay. Yeah, yeah, it's, just, it's so important. Yeah. And everything is gonna be okay, you know. Yeah. And even though it's hard, it's tough. You know, it's it is gonna be okay. There are loads of services, loads of people that believe in care leavers, loads of people that are willing to be there, be a support system. Um, it's mm. just about accepting this. And recognizing that there's always hope and there's always hope for change as well you know yeah for sure yeah. well thank you so much for being here it's been a pleasure just you know talking to you yeah you're, you're just so lovely honestly like <laughs> like i could i'll do it again if, if i could <laughs> but, but yeah thank you have a good day like like i really wish you the best Thank you. You too. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. For more stories, experiences and advice from other care experienced people, visit childrenscommissioner.co.uk slash IMO. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at IMO underscore latest.